Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, I love this series. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope it's encouraging you and, and speaking life into what God has called you to do as a change maker. Uh, this series really is a definition of what we believe this church is full of. And those that we uh, encounter that come into this space, maybe to, to call this place their home, as some of you have in the last months or maybe even today is your first time, but you come into this space, we believe wholeheartedly that God called us to raise up change makers. Not just people who are going to church, but people who are making a difference with their life. Because God has called every single one of us for a specific reason. And if you don't know that, today is your opportunity to plug in. So I hope you're ready. I entitled today, and can you help me with the title? I call today, The Greatness Within. So help me out. Say, The Greatness Within. Good. So if you're titling your notes today, I hope you're taking notes, journaling things, because God speaks so individually to all of us. It's amazing how, I even compared this the other day, because I wanted to make sure I was, I was on with this, but I had a hunch that no matter what sermon you're listening to, everybody has a different take on what they're getting. I just had a hunch. And so I double-checked Ashley's notes on a couple sermons that we'd been listening to together. And I was right. She was getting all this different stuff. And I was like, I was almost jealous because I was like, ah, that's so good. I wish I would have gotten that out of that sermon. But God will speak to you for your specific circumstance, your specific situation, what you are going after, what you are praying for, what you're dealing with and what you're believing God for, it's amazing how a worship set, a word of God, a scripture can speak so much to you specifically. So write it down, get it down, but you can entitle today, The Greatness Within. I believe that God wants to give you a vision. Maybe some of you are like, my vision's all right. I got glasses. I got contacts, you know. Sometimes we focus on seeing correctly. But today I want to talk to you about vision that happens when your eyes are closed. Vision that is given from God. And I believe that God wants to give you a vision for this season. A vision for this year. We as a church at the beginning of 2021 we had a 21-day fast, and we fasted and prayed over the word for our year. Now, many of you got incredible words that spiced up your January, February, March, April, and it's a solid rock that you can always go back to and see, what did God speak over my year? Me and Ashley are very intentional with defining our year because we believe what the scripture says is that the power of life and death is in your tongue. It's in your mouth and your words. And so everything you speak over your season, over you speak over your year, your business, your career, your family, your marriage, maybe you're, you're pursuing somebody, whatever it is, your words are so powerful. And so we're, we're very, very strategic about our year, how we start it. We pray over the year, make sure that God defines it. How many know he knows way better because he created you? 
I mean, sometimes I try to take back the pencil and like, God, you know, just a little design here that I could do myself. But he is so good how he always shows the perfect will, the perfect plan. I remember one year he actually told us, uh, it was something about waiting, but it was like stand still or wait or something like that. I'm like, that's the lamest word I've ever heard. I don't know if any of you are like go-getters, but I'm like, really? That's the year? A year of wait? <laughs> this is terrible. I want, I want a new word. You know, maybe you missed. Maybe that was for my neighbor. You know, you were trying to direct. Your angels were directing, but they missed. Their, their shot was off. But that year was a year where we learned to wait. And it's like, wow, God, you are perfect. And this is what I believe for today, that God's going to, maybe some of you have a vision from God. He's given you a vision, but maybe today he's going to refresh it, breathe his spirit on it, and make it come alive in a new sense. Maybe some of you have gotten to this point in the year, and you're looking at August. You're like, I can't believe it's already August. Anybody else floored by that? I'm like, it's what? August? Where the crap did this year go? Oh, my goodness. But looking back, it's like, okay, you've gotten to August, and maybe some of you, you had a vision, you were super fired up, and now you're to August, and you're like, all right, the struggle is real. You know, Philly is truthful. The struggle is real. I'm trying to keep this vision, kind of keep it going, but God, you know, I am in the struggle right now. It's like running through quicksand. I believe today the Spirit of God is going to fire you up with a new passion for your vision. A new passion for your vision. And some of you, if you don't have a vision, well, congratulations. You are in the correct space. God has brought you here in a specific time when I was speaking on vision so that you could get a vision. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you're going to get one. Come on, encourage them. Say, you're going to get one today. God wants to give you a vision for your life. He wants to give you a vision for your marriage. He wants to give you a vision for your family. He wants to give you a vision for your business. Maybe some of you are in a career that you're building. And so many times we have vision for a specific time. Like, for instance, you might have a vision to get a new job. And so you have a vision, you work really hard because vision creates passion, right? When you have a vision for something, you can see it when your eyes are closed. All of a sudden it comes alive as a dream, becomes their pursuit, and all of a sudden you're going after it. And maybe, you know, you want a new job, so you pursue it because you have that vision, I'm going to get a job. And then the job comes, vision fulfilled, and you get in the job, and it's like, oh, this is it? Oh, man, I don't like these people either. Oh, man, like, Monday through Friday, I'm going to be here with, what? Like, this is the vision? And you find yourself with no vision. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, that where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Maybe some of you are in a relationship right now, and your goal was to get in a relationship, to find that person, to get married. And so you finally found that person, you got married, but where's your vision now? Does it stop there? Because where no vision is, People perish. And so you must have a vision. There's so much value in you getting a vision because it causes you to live with purpose. Vision is valuable because it causes you to live with passion. 
passion and purpose. Another translation uh, in the NIV says, where there is no revelation, prophetic revelation, the people uh, cast restraint. It's so crazy because uh, when we look at vision, we can see that it's an actual like revelation from God. He peels away the layer of our life and shows us what we are to be striving for. Now, if you don't do this, if you don't care about vision, you don't come to God, you can totally do your own thing, you know, be your own self, like, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do, then you'll, you'll find yourself actually listening to whatever voices you're tuning into. As your vision for your life could be, you know, to get to the end of your life and be retired, have a good pension plan, like, be all comfy. But, like, you know, I do hear that, like, we want to retire by 50, retire by this, retire by that. But where did that vision come from? I mean, think about it. I don't see anybody in the Bible that retired by 50. See, I believe with all my heart that when God gives you a purpose on your life, a vision on your life, he gives you a reason to wake up in the morning, a reason to get dressed, a reason to breathe, a reason to love, a reason to serve. Uh, Miss Phyllis was talking about serving. But there's no reason to serve. Unless you have a vision from God. There's no reason to give yourself to go after what he has for you if you don't have a vision from God. But when he gives you a vision, he gives you value. Because no vision equals no value. You can write that down, take it to the bank. I've lived without vision. I've lived with vision. I know my life without vision is a life that has no value. No value. But when you get a vision... Vision gives value to the purpose on your life. Vision brings value to the purpose on your life. If you have no vision for your life, no vision for your business, no vision for your job, no vision for your family, you will find yourself stopping to care. And we see that a lot. And that's why the divorce rate is, is way skyrocketed today because people have a vision maybe to get married. But once the marriage happens and you come together, then vision goes out the door. And today I believe that God is going to inspire you with a vision for the future to look forward to what he has for you. Your best is yet to come. And maybe some of you have found yourself in a new season. I mean, this year has brought everybody, I feel like, a new season a new, new deck of cards, and you, you find yourself with the hands of cards. And, and what are you going to do with those cards? How are you going to play this next season? How are you going to pursue it and go after it? Because I tell you, the pursuit will only last a little bit without vision. So everybody say, vision is valuable. Vision is valuable. So do you have a vision for the thing you're in right now? Do you know the last time that the Spirit breathed on your vision. The Bible actually calls us to a life of fervency, a life of passion, passionate pursuit. In Romans chapter 12, verse 11 through 12, if you're taking notes, Romans chapter 12, verse 11 through 12. Check this out. I want to read this together today. Is Paul talking to the church in Rome? And he says this, he says, never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor. I love that word. Fervor actually means intense 
or passionate feeling. Woo! How many want to show up to their job with some intense, passionate feelings? <laughs> You're like, that's not me. <laughs> I'm praying for you today because God's going to fill you with that passion intensity because he's going to take you past just showing up. Vision takes you past just showing up to life, just going through the motions, just waiting on something to happen. And yes, we wait on God, but we wait in a stance of pursuit. We wait in a stance of doing the thing we know to do. That's the beautiful thing about God is that he doesn't give us the whole picture. How many are so thankful that he doesn't blow up your brain with the whole thing at one time? I would run for the hills. I would go back to the West Coast, go into Mount Rainier and stay there if God showed me the whole picture because I know it would overwhelm me and blow me up. But God gives you just enough for right now to know what to do. When you plug into the vision of God, he gives you the next step and he gives you the fervency, the intense, passionate feeling to keep going. Paul said this, he said, keep that fervor. Keep that passion, keep that intensity, keep that rawness of your vision in front of you. Because when you do, you live with purpose. You show up differently. You come to the work job differently. You show up with a reason to be there. Uh, man, I, I've started this new thing because I sometimes my face can be so mean looking naturally. Anybody else have a face like that? I don't notice it until I watch videos of myself and I'm like, man, I look so intense. Like, what am I thinking about? <laughs> what am I doing in my brain? Because I, I look just like, like, oh, I'm thinking about something. I'm like going after something. So I'm like, yo, my new thing, I'm just going to smile all the time. I'm just going to be intentional. If I can catch myself, I'm just going to walk around like with a smile. And I noticed that when I do this, I just started like literally this week. I'm like, I'm just going to start doing this so I can tell my face, hey, be happy. Look like a Christian. Okay. <laughs> Look like a Christ follower so that people can see the joy without even you talking. They can just know it's there. So I started doing this, and it's funny because yesterday we actually went to Target to pick up a, a wedding gift uh, for one of our girls that was getting uh, married. Gir guys, let me just tell you, I feel so old because actually the girl that was getting married was in our youth group, and we started pastoring her when she was in junior high. Oh, my word. Does anybody else feel old when that stuff happens? I'm like, my back started hurting more. I'm like, wow, yeah, I, I am old. We didn't get on the dance floor. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old for that. I'm going to be feeling it in the morning. But we went to Target, and I walked in. I got this new smile on. I'm like, you know, from cheek to cheek. I'm like, I'm going to let this thing blaze. I'm going to shine the Target out, you know. Sometimes Target needs light. So I'm just going to shine my light. But it's funny because the first lady that I encountered, she goes, Whoa! Look at that smile. And I know it's a whole different thing because we're all wearing masks. And, you know, when people do take off their masks, they're like angry at something, you know, because I don't know, the world's just in weirdness right now. So like any light is like, whoa, where'd that light come from, right? She's like, whoa, look at that smile. Look what you brought in today. I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing today? And she's like, well, doing better because of that smile. And I thought to myself, how sad is that? But how incredibly Amazing that this opportunity has presented itself that anything we do in intense and passionate feeling comes out as joy and love and light. 
God has given us a, a great opportunity right now to be the light in the world, to speak life into the darkest places, but without no vision, you will perish. But with vision, my friend, you will walk in with new intensity and passion. I can't wait for who I light up this week with my smile. I got to think about it now because I got to start whitening or something, you know, because I love coffee with Nutella, but it's really bad on your teeth. So I got to think about that. As I'm smiling, I got to make sure it's, it's staying white. But he says, keep the spiritual fervor. Keep the fervor. Keep the passion. Serving the Lord. In verse 12, he says, be joyful in hope. See, that's the thing. Vision, sometimes we get caught up in what we see. And how many know that when God speaks a vision of your life, most of the time, probably 99.9% of the time, your natural situation will not match your supernatural vision. 99.9% of the time of my life, 30 years of ministry, every time God gave me a vision, it never matched what I saw. It never matched my present circumstance. Never matched my present bank account. <laughs> Woo! Sometimes I wish it did. Sometimes I wish he spoke a vision. I was like, oh yeah, I see that, God. Yeah, I can see it. But the beautiful thing about God's vision is he gives it to you beforehand so that you need faith to see it through. He gives us just enough, just enough. I tell you, I'm so grateful to have had that time to get away with the family and so grateful for the team that literally held it down. I mean, we watched every weekend and it was just, it was so powerful to plug in to this incredible family. But I'll be honest with you. We went away with intentionality to plug in to God's vision for our lives and our family. It had been a while. And me and Ashley, and I have to admit, me and Ashley said, it's been a while since we've reevaluated our vision for our marriage. It's been a while since we've reevaluated and I looked at how am I fathering my kids. It had been a while. I'll be honest. But I was like, this trip, me and Ashley said, this trip, we're gonna be intentional. We're gonna go into these spaces and beauty and God's creation and we're gonna journal. We're going to plug in. We're going to listen and let the Spirit of God breathe on the vision and say, God, what do you want? Because some of you, you're living on a vision from years ago. I mean, it was way back, you know, back in the 90s when Backstreet Boys were it. Actually, they're coming back. Did y'all hear? I know. Some of you are like, Backstreet Boys for life. Some of you are living on that vision when Britney Spears was the thing, and now you're still living on the same vision. But God was like, hey, I gave you that vision in the, in the 90s, but I've given you a new word, but you're just not plugged in to listen and hear. How many of you want what God wants to speak freshly into your season right now? Because God's got a fresh word for you right now. He's got a word for your season right now. Can I tell you, we plugged in. Me and Ashley, we started praying over what God wanted us to pursue, what God wanted us to do as a family. It recharged our batteries. Can I encourage anybody in this church, 
If you're going on vacay, even if you have the week and you have a couple days, can I encourage you, implore you, don't just check out and, and veg. Can I implore you to plug into power? I know it's counterintuitive. I was just talking to Kenneth before the experience. And we are just talking how sometimes America teaches us, right? The culture teaches us just veg, binge watch, just scroll on Instagram, be mindless because that's what's going to fill you. But actually, statistics show and science actually shows that drains you. It drains you. In fact, weird, I was just reading a study the other day. There's about Netflix and, and just binge watching and how it actually does the opposite of learning for your brain. And the curves and the, look it up. You'll have to look it up yourself because it's so interesting. But it was like the opposite actually drains your knowledge. When you think, man, I'm getting stupider. You are. (laughs) But let me encourage you to take time. Take those moments that you have and plug in. Say, God, I'm going to give you an hour. I'm going to just put some worship music on. I'm going to get my journal out. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to read scriptures that you gave me a long time ago and pray for new ones that highlight, come off the page, come into my spirit so that I can have the spiritual fervency to go after the vision you have for me. Plug in. Can I tell you as a pastor, I want to promise you something. Man, we went away and I just was like, God, I know the vision you have for change. I know what you have for this church, but God, recharge it. Recharge it. If you're speaking a new word, great. Get it involved. And can I tell you, we're going places, people. God has called us here because there is a great awakening coming to Philadelphia. And we are called. You are called. You are called. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you are called. Come on, tell them. Tell them. You got, you got to speak that life right now. Say, you are called. You are called. You are a change maker. And we are called to create this great awakening in this city, to become a church that is not caught up in just what every other organization is caught up in, but we are caught up in bringing the presence of God down to shift the atmosphere, to change circumstances, to change things, to be the change maker. How many are ready for that? We're ready. I need a fresh word from God. How many need a fresh word for your circumstance right now? How many need a fresh word for your marriage? Fresh word for your career? How many need a fresh word for the vision on your life? I believe God's going to give you that today. See, God-given vision is what you see when your eyes are closed. It's what you see when the lights go out, when you're laying your head on your pillow at night, Ah, thinking about dinner that you just had. Maybe you had some good dessert. I can't go to sleep without something sweet. Could have a bowl of cereal or something. Anybody else have cereal time at night? Do I have any friends? I'll call you. We'll figure out our favorite cereals. But you're laying there at night when the, the lights go out, What's the vision you see? What has God inspired you to see? Because God's vision for the world never happens without his children being involved. You look throughout the entire Bible, never did he perform his purposes without getting involved with a child of God. 
He wants to give you vision. He wants to give you a vision to see. What does he want you to see? I think about this room, and I think how many of you that he want to inspire, to come alive. I mean, think about a doc. Doc runs our takeover ministry. And, man, when we first met, you know, he was a rapper in Philly. He came to our youth group back when we had a youth group uh, back in Chester County. And we reconnected here. and We started doing ministry together. And I remember seeing the vision stamped on his life as he started to see things no one else could see. And he saw a generation coming alive to the creative and artistic abilities inside of them that God had placed there. And he saw a generation without boundaries. See, so many people in the world see the youth as people with boundaries. In fact, we actually place boundaries on them, right? Don't think about what you're doing until after high school. Why? There's so much potential now. But we speak such little things over, but Doc saw a vision. I wonder how many of, of you in this room, God wants to speak a vision, a vision that maybe no one else sees, but you see clearly what God wants done on the earth. See, Doc is, is busy now. He's busy working the vision, working the passion, working the purpose so that a generation of youth will grow up with no boundaries, no obstacles. They will break all odds set before them, and they will set this world on fire. Why? Because Doc caught the vision. Now he's running with it. This church, we're building a church of change makers. Do you know what that means? That's intense if you break it down. We're not building a church of, of I don't know how to say this nice, People who eat all the time just come and say, gimme, 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 gimme. I need another word. I need another worship experience. Takers. You're too mean. Can't say that. Consumers. Takers. Those that come. See, we're building a, a church, us collectively, we're building a church of those who look out, those who have vision for their city, their neighborhoods, their homes. And they say, God, why'd you place me here now? What do you want done now? And then they close their eyes and they see. I wish you could hear me today. I wish you could hear me that God wants to speak to you so much that you start closing your eyes to see. Woo! That God gives you a vision that's way bigger than you, way bigger than your resource, way bigger than your bank account, way bigger than the schooling that you had, way bigger than your everything that you could ever think of that you need. It's way bigger than that. God wants to speak that vision over your life to give you a fervency to go after who he is, to go after what he wants done on the world. His vision is not tied to your present circumstance. It's not tied to your resources. It's not tied to your bank account or past schooling. Vision is not tied. It's only tied to the vessel that is willing. I think about in the Bible, and I'm closed, and I know I'm going along. I haven't been preaching in a bit, you know what I'm saying? So I got to get it all out today. I'm excited. Next week, I don't have time today to go into it, but next week I want to talk to you about how to keep the drive and keep the fervency, all right? Today, I, we're just going to focus on what God has spoken and what he wants to speak. I believe he's going to rekindle that today.
But next week, I want to talk about the drive, how to keep the drive to pursue with passion, how to not let it go out, how to not let the fire go down. Because can I tell you, this is a season where God is calling his children to come alive, to come alive, to wake up. I think about Sarah hearing the calling on her life as an old woman that God was calling her to birth the nations. He told Abraham, look at the sky, count the stars. If you can count them, you can count the, the offspring that are going to come from you. And Sarah laughed. She was like, because she looked around and saw the present circumstance. It didn't match the vision. I think about David. Think about David. He wasn't even worthy to come into the lineup to figure out who was going to be king. He, he wasn't even a thought. Don't even bring David. David's the shepherd. He's out with the sheep. He's the youngest, scrawniest little boy. Like, nah, no one's going to use David. And yet David was given a vision to take over the kingdom and bring about the heart of God to the world. Woo! What does he want to do in you? And maybe today you don't feel worthy, you don't feel capable, you don't feel like you have everything you have, or maybe you do and you just need that vision to, to start. And I believe that God's going to birth that in you. Think about Joshua taking over the people of Israel to bring them into the promised land. God spoke and he spoke these words, be strong and courageous. Why do you have to speak that? Because Joshua wasn't. Joshua had questions, don't we all? Joshua had doubts. Me? Really? And you might be saying the same thing. God, me? That's way too big. Bring someone else. Moses said that, right? Not me. I'm a st 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 stutterer. I can't even talk right. But God, if you can use anything, use me. Use me. What matters with vision? a willing vessel to be filled with vision. You say, what does it take, Elijah? What does it take to get a vision from God? I'm telling you that. Empty yourself. Be ready to be filled with this vision. Are you ready today? You can come, Sean. We had, we went to Mount Rainier and I think Ashley talked about it, but it's a, like an eight-mile hike. And we're walking up, and we're walking up. And it's one of those that when you get to a certain height, you think you're done. And then you look, and you notice you're not. You have a lot more to go. And so we would go up like three or so miles, and then we'd look, and oh, the path was like weaving up. It was crazy. And I remember getting to a certain point. And Leticia and Zion were flared up. They were still going. So we're like, you guys go ahead. Ane was struggling just a little bit. She's like, Daddy, I'm so tired. I was like, all right, we'll sit down for a second. Sit down. She started to cry. We're like, okay, let's just take a break. Let's take a break. If you don't know Ane, she's like four foot nothing. Powerhouse with her mouth. You know, she's, she's just a trooper. She's amazing. But she was just, she's had it. She'd had it. And so we're sitting there. I mean, Asher are, are, are talking to her. And I said, baby, Listen, if we can keep pushing, if we can keep going, we're going to reach that top. And that's the reason we came. She said, okay, daddy. Okay. And so she kept going and we walked together. This is what's so powerful about waiting together, about going after and being in community. And I encourage anyone who's online, I encourage you, make that step of boldness, come into community. 
coming to gather. There's so much value to being together. Because when we encourage each other with the vision and we say, hey, listen, this road might look rocky. It might look hard, but keep going. Keep walking. Because the vision on your life is bigger than quitting now. That's what I want to speak over you today because I believe, I feel God's spirit so much today. He's speaking over you because he's has, he has a vision for your life. Can I tell you, don't give up now. Now is the time. God wants to speak new revelation. He wants to peel away the layers so you can say, aha, I get it now. I get why I was born. I get why I was abused. I get why I went through that. I get why I was neglected and abandoned. Woo! God wants to make clear what man has made distorted. God wants to clarify what the world tries to confuse. Today, God wants to breathe new life, new passion, new purpose into you. And he wants to give you a vision. Can I just show you a picture? Ken, do you have that picture put up of Ane on the top? Is that her? Look at her on top of the mountain. I just want you to get a picture because this is what it looks like to be on the other side of the walk, on the other side of the hike, on the other side of the vision because this is what God has for you and this is what God wants to show you so you can see yourself on that mountaintop saying, God, I don't see it now, but I believe that what you said is coming to be. Woo! God wants to do that in you today. He wants to give you a vision for your life, a vision for your family, to get renewed fire. Say, hey, I'm here. Miss Phyllis, you're raising that child on purpose. You're pouring in because he will shake the nations. He is a revivalist. His voice will matter. Every time I speak to my kids, I'm like, wow, they will change the nations. They will speak and prophesy and say to dead things, live. And they will live because of what I install in them. Why? God's given me a vision. And God wants to give you a vision today. If you want a vision, come down to this altar. God's going to pour out his spirit today. He says, come to me. I will pour my spirit out. And where my spirit is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read one scripture as you come. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 12. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7 says, no, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no eye has seen. Come on, a generation without odds. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard. Hallelujah, come on, keep reading. What no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared. Everybody say prepared. Prepared. What God has prepared. You know what that means? It means it's already done. 
He's already prepared it. It's already done. He's just showing you a vision so that you pursue it and drive till you see the completion of what he already did. We're coming in saying, God, we want a great awakening in our city. God's already spoken the great awakening. We just haven't gotten there yet. God's spoken great vision over this church. We are not to stay here. We are to multiply. He spoke to us. He said, you are to multiply, to go into every neighborhood and shake this city for Jesus Christ. Be one of the greatest resources to the city, a people that is alive to their purpose. Can you imagine what an army like that would look like if we were all alive to our destiny? Woo! What no ear has heard, what no eye has seen, what no mind can conceive, what God has prepared. Come on, if you want a vision, come to this altar. Let's raise our hands. Surrender to who he is. He wants to speak new life. Maybe you have a vision and God wants to breathe new life into it today. Maybe you have no vision. You're like, Pastor Elijah, I need a vision today. God's going to speak over you today. Come on, I invite you to come as we sing. Come and let the Spirit of God reignite, repassionate re-pour out his spirit on you so that you come alive to who he is. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.